Hey, this is Rich. And this is Don Cherie. And together we pastor Vue Church here in Miami. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. They're incredible. Well, today is Valentine's Day. And so we thought we would take a little bit of a break from our study of the Gospel of Mark, which we are committed to studying really the first half of this year. But it's not every Sunday that Valentine's Day lands on Sunday. So we wanted to stop today and we wanted to pause from our study of Mark and we wanted to preach to you about relationships. In fact, we've titled today's message, Relationship Baggage Unpacked. I wanna go on a little bit of a journey with you, uh, if you will, a relationship journey. What goes in to a relationship? Well, the answer is pretty simple. Whatever you bring. The question today is, is what have you packed into your bags? You know, I've got a bunch of bags sitting here with me today. And just thinking about this concept of baggage. Everybody has baggage. All relationships have some form of baggage. And when I think about the illustration, baggage in so many ways, it represents events or, or moments in our life that have shaped us. Hurts, pains, traumas. It represents weaknesses. It, it represents tendencies proclivities, things that we're, we're drawn to. It represents thought processes or, or, or paradigms. We all have some sort of baggage. And the truth of the matter is, is that when it comes to this idea of these bags that we, we're carrying, when you get into a relationship, we've all packed these bags with, with something. And I just wonder today, if we can just kick off as we're starting this talk, have you taken time to evaluate the bags in your life? Have you begun to evaluate that which you're carrying? I notice so often that so many people are carrying things that God never intended for them to carry. Some of us right now, we are way down in life. Our destiny is being delayed because we have such excess baggage, things that are holding us back from moving forward. I wonder what's in your bag today? In fact, as we start to address what's in our bag, how many know this is one of the reasons why Jesus came. I'm reminded of Jesus's words. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, one of my favorite passages of scripture. If you got a Bible, go there right now, underline this. What does Jesus say? He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus is saying, you don't need a vacation, you need me. You don't need a margarita and a beach, <laughs> you need me. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus is saying the rest that I have for you, it doesn't just come from taking a longer nap. The rest I have for you is on the soul level. It's the real you, the inside you. Why? He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden, well, my burden is light. Here's what I know. I know that many people believe in Jesus, but just because they believe in Jesus, it doesn't mean that they've surrendered to Jesus. Lord, you can have my heart, but I'm gonna keep my bags. Just because you have faith, it doesn't mean that you're actually living free. So we let Jesus into our hearts, but we keep packing our bags. I don't know what's in your bags today. I mean, we can start going through it. I got some of my stuff here, you know, like maybe there's pain in your bag, right? We, we put that in, something happened to us and that pain, it just 
instead of it teaching us, it just, it just stays on us. Um, oh, how about this? This is, I like this, insensitivity, right? Like I'm gonna bring that into a relationship. Like I just, my insensitivity, insensitivity comes along with me. What about, oh, this is, I've never dealt with this. The trousers of, of passive aggression, right? Like if we don't deal with that stuff, that's gonna show up in our relationships. Oh, this one's good. Come on. Look at this, the pants of laziness. I like that. What if you walked around and your pants just said laziness on it? I don't, are you carrying laziness today? We can go through all sorts of things. Perfectionism. How many of us today were carrying the weight of this, trying to be perfect? Friends, you can't be perfect. Life is not about perfection. Life is about progression. It's about growing. It's about getting better. Serious things like, like trauma. So many of us, we, we, we went through, through trauma and we just, we never deal with it. So what we do is we just, put it into our, our relationship bag and we think it's not going to show up, but it's, it's going to show up. What about this? This is serious. Self-medicating. So many of us, the bags of life get so heavy that we, uh, we try to come up with other ways aside from Jesus to, to solve our problems, to solve our baggage. And so we, we self-medicate and we, we find ourselves prone to addictions. We drink more, we take pills, we, we, we experience with drugs. We, we find it in the arms of somebody who's not our spouse. We think sex will, will fix it. But in all reality, the bags just keep getting heavier. And what I've learned is, is I've learned that people, they're like, yo, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I go to church. But just because you go to church doesn't mean that you've dealt with your, your baggage. And just because you're headed towards heaven doesn't mean that you're not living way down here on earth. And so I watch so many Christians, they meet Jesus, they pray the prayer of forgiveness, and then they start out on their, on their journey, on their relationship journey, but they don't realize that they've got all this, this baggage. They're, they're carrying all this stuff and they kind of just go, all right, let me just start my journey. I've, I've got my gear, I've got my stuff here and let me just uh, begin the journey. And all right, yep, I, I can manage all this. I can carry this. This is enough for my hands. And you know, it's not that bad. I've kind of gotten used to it. Isn't it amazing? how we can get used to toxicity, how we can get used to unnecessary weight. And the longer I carry the weight, the more comfortable I get with the weight. So we head out on the journey and it's like, yeah, this is great. Let me just start doing life. And one day we're on the journey, we got all of our bags and we don't know, but we come up with a journey. And then, wow, we run into that special someone who catches our eye. Well, hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? My goodness, you know, I, I was reading the book of Numbers and I noticed I don't think I have your number. <laughs> What's your name? DC. Well, my name is Rich and you would make me a lot richer if you would go out on a date with me. You want to go out sometime? Sure. You know, I think I like you. I like you. I think I'm in love with you. I love you. Will you marry me? Yes! This is the best day ever! For richer or poor? In sickness and in health? I do! I do! Oh my goodness, we are now husband and wife! Mwah. I love you. This is the best day ever! Best day ever! You wanna buy a house? Sure! Well, welcome home, babe! No yes! Way. Yes, I'm telling you wow. what! I know, I know, I know, I know! I kinda splurged! It's amazing! I know, it's two and a half bath! I told you, the wow. picket fence! I'm that guy! Well, what do I, what do I do with all my bags? Ah, just throw them under the bed. Come on, let's move in. This is awesome. great. How do you like it? I picked all this wow. stuff out. 
I'm telling you what, you're amazing. I love it. It's perfect. I knew I you would love it. I knew you would love it. Honestly, the best. I, you're amazing. What can I say? I'm rich. I'm rich. Wow. It's not just my name. It's I, I'm rich in spirit, rich in faith, in rich. In love. I know, rich in love. You want to have kids? Sure. Let's have another one. Yes, two. Should we go for three? Yes, absolutely. Four? Let's pray about it. Five. No. Oh. And they lived happily, happily ever, ever after. after. But do they? I mean, do, do they really live happily ever after? Just because they fell in love, just because it started off so strong with an explosion of emotions, does that really equal happily ever after? Don't expect romance to remove the baggage that only Jesus can. Only Jesus can actually remove the baggage that we bring into our lives. You know, the truth is in any relationship, relationships can start and be ignited with feelings. But feelings, they lie to you. I mean, one moment you are on cloud nine because he said this, but the next moment, oh, you're questioning whether you should even be together because he did this. Feelings send you on a roller coaster. They have really high highs that can be addicting, but man, they can bring you to lows that can completely destroy your relationship. And so many couples base the path of their relationship on their feelings. But feelings are not facts. Feelings and facts are two completely different things. And sometimes we can be so caught up in that feeling of love of, oh, I wanna experience romance. I wanna fall head over heels that we are unwilling to face the truth about our relationship. We've got hearts in our eyes, but we are blinded to the red flags around us. We've got butterflies in our stomach, but man, we are fully unaware of the bees ready to sting. And so what do we do? We act like everything is okay. And we start to cover up baggage that we should actually be honest about and choose instead of covering to uncover. So what do we do? Well, we start to play a child's game. My two-year-old pretends, but there are a lot of adults today that are pretending in their relationship because they don't wanna face the facts and they just wanna be led by their feelings. And so you pretend that everything is okay in your relationship. You pretend that you're happy. You pretend that there's not miscommunication in your home. You pretend that the silence doesn't mean anything. You pretend that you aren't going in two different directions. You pretend that you don't notice your heart's straying. You pretend that the anger and the bitterness isn't building. And you pretend and you pretend and you pretend until what? Until one day you hit a problem. That problem is so big that you're pretending is no match. You see, real problems, they destroy your pretending. And just like a soda that's been shaken and the pop flies off and everything goes everywhere, it doesn't even have to be a big trigger. When you've been hiding baggage in your heart and in your home and in your relationship for so long, oh, it can be the smallest thing that suddenly happens and it erupts in a tornado of emotion and anger 
of words that you never meant to say. And there's that trigger that you weren't even expecting. You never thought it was gonna be that day. But man, all of that baggage had built up and you never know when it's gonna explode. Hey, Rich, I thought you were gonna clean up our room. Hey, babe, I'm sorry. I forgot to clean up the room. You always do this. Okay, chill out. I don't always, always do what? You always, you don't help. You always say you will and then you never follow through. Hey, hold on, hold on. You never follow through in the okay. things that you commit hold to. Hold I don't, I don't follow through. I got you this house. What do you mean I don't follow through? That's just the beginning. Since then, you haven't done anything else. The things that you say, you know, I, I'm so sick and tired of it. Sick and tired, babe. I'm, I'm kind of confused right now. I'm sitting here on the bed enjoying myself. You just walk yeah, in. Yeah, that's I, the problem. I told You're you. enjoying yourself. You don't see all the things that I'm doing. Okay, okay, okay. Every day, the things that I'm contributing, the things that I'm carrying. Why can't you just step in? Okay, number one, you need to chill out. This is what you are. This is this is this is what you do, by the way. You know that, right? You, you flip out. You take something really small you never and care. you make the biggest you thing. You never care. Okay, time out. I always do this, and I never do that. You're full of it, bro. You say the craziest stuff. Oh, you're now you're calling me crazy? Why are you so dramatic? Okay, hold on. Dramatic, dramatic. This is, this isn't gonna work. I'm this dramatic! Yes! Uh, hold on, I'm dramatic. I'm not dramatic. That's you! No, that's you. No, no, you are dramatic. You come in here ever since, I'm telling you what, ever no. since we Even moved into this place. we got married, you always said things that you didn't follow through with. So now we're talking about when we were teenagers? You have lost your mind! No, I can see clearer than ever. See, you know what? Here's the deal, here's the deal. You know what, enjoy yourself. I'm, I'm out of here, I'm done. Fine, this is leave. Whatever, bro. Whatever. I wonder today um, if, if this on Valentine's Day might be a better depiction of where you're at in your relationship. I mean, that little moment right there, something so small, it unlocks so much big stuff. And before you know it, this little thing the cap comes off, the shaking takes place. And before you know it, all of the baggage begins to explode. And as I look at this bed right here, this bed for so many people that are watching, this is a picture of what your relationship looks like. Your relationship is a mess. And maybe you're tuning in today on Valentine's Day. I know this is a day to, to evoke romance. And maybe you came to church and you're going, but bro, can you encourage me? Uh, I didn't mean to have church be a trigger for me. I didn't mean for church to unearth the hurt and pain in my life. But I'm just wanting to get to your heart today that so many of us were playing pretend and we fall back into all of the feelings and all of the love and we let the emotions drive all of our decisions and all it does is continue to make us hide what's really going on. And then it's a little bit of conflict it's a little bit of disagreement. It's just a little bit of problem and the explosion takes place. We say things we shouldn't say. We speak in a way that we should never speak. We hurt one another deeply. And what's left is a mess, a mess of baggage, a mess of trauma, a mess of the past interrupting the future. I believe that God has a great plan for your relationship. I believe God has a great plan for your marriage, for your spouse. But today, you must go on the journey 
of unpacking your relationship baggage, or it is always going to weigh you down and it's always gonna take you backwards. God wants to move you forward. Your relationship is meant to sharpen you. It's not meant to hurt you. Today, God wants to speak to us. Here's what I know. Everyone, Don Cherie and myself, we all have relationship baggage. I just hope that all of us can find a partner that loves us enough, Don Cherie, that will go on the journey of helping us unpack it. You know, we got a mess here today, DC. Yeah. And I think today we need to kind of look at God's word to figure out how are we going to clean up this mess? How do we begin to unpack all of these bags and all of this past and all of these emotions and all of these feelings that we've gathered on our journey that we've brought in to our relationships? I believe there is hope, but I believe there's some work to do. I know there's hope for you, for us, all of us together through the love of Jesus, we can unpack our relational baggage. The first thing that we have to understand if we're serious about unpacking this baggage is that in order to assess, you have to address. Good. There are so many things in our relationships that we're unwilling to be honest about. You know, the scriptures say that two will become one in marriage. Well, when two people come into a relationship carrying their own bags, well, that baggage, what happens? It's compounded. It doesn't suddenly disappear. Marriage is not a facade. No, marriage only multiplies your problems. You have to be honest with the fact that it's no longer just your issues, but it's your spouse's mm. issues also. And in order for you to assess it, you have to actually come face to face with it. Mm. You have to address it. What does assess mean? Simply means to evaluate, to evaluate the nature, the ability, the quality. When was the last time you evaluated the health of your heart? When was the last time you took an honest look at the baggage that maybe you've been carrying since you were a child? The baggage that you've been carrying and it's affecting every part of your life. What is really actually going on with you? Not on the outside, not pretending any longer. What's going on with your heart? Because we don't wanna deal with the symptoms any longer. We wanna deal with the root issue. I'll never forget when Rich and I, we moved into our first home here in Miami. And we noticed a few years in that the, the wooden floor started to look a little funny. And then over the next few months, all of a sudden the wooden floor actually started to deteriorate. You already know what I'm about to say, termites. Termites had invaded our home and had completely destroyed our beautiful wooden floors that we had invested in. And thankfully, I had a skilled friend who came over and helped me pull up some of the wood. And you know what he found as he assessed the damage? He found that we had a crack in the foundation of our home and that the termites had easily gained access to our home because there was a crack in the foundation. Now, if I hadn't assessed the issue properly, I could have replaced the wooden floor. I could have gotten the nicest wooden floor. I could have gotten the coolest wooden floor. I could have bought the strongest wooden floor, but no matter how many times I would have replaced the wooden floor, those floors would have deteriorated. Why? Because the problem wasn't the floor. The problem was the foundation. Mm. And so many times in our lives, we're just putting band-aids on things that wow. actually need a surgeon. 
that actually need the hands of the healer to touch. What have you been hiding? What have you been shoving under the bed of your heart? What have you been unwilling to evaluate, to assess and to address? Because the walk of a Christ follower is not one of pretending like everything is okay. The walk of a Christ follower is knowing that you're in the safest hands when you're in your most broken state. That there is nothing that you can show to God the Father that will make Him turn His back on you and run. And as you step into a relationship, if you want an authentic relationship, well, you have to be willing to assess so that you can actually address the things that are actually going on. You know, if we're honest on our relationships, sometimes the baggage is safety for us. Sometimes we find ourselves unwilling to step into the season that God has called us to ahead. And so we hold on to that baggage because it's all we've ever known. I've only ever known my trauma. I've only ever known my bitterness. I've only ever known the character flaws that that have stuck to me. I don't wanna remove them because who am I without them? And so we hide in the baggage. We see a picture in the Old Testament of the very first king of Israel, King Saul. And as he was chosen to be the king, as God was calling him out to a new place of leadership, a place that was not of hiding, but that was a place of responsibility, Mm. we see him hide. Let's read in 1 Samuel 10, chapter 21. It says, then he brought forward the tribe of Benjamin, clan by clan, and the make sure his clan was chosen. Finally, Saul, the son of Kish was chosen, but when they looked for him, he was not to be found. So they inquired further of the Lord. Has this man come here yet? And the Lord said, yes, he has hidden himself among the baggage. They ran and brought him out. And as he stood among the people, he was a head taller than any of the others. Samuel said to all the people, do you see the man the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him among all the people. Then the people shouted, long live the king. You see, God himself called Saul out of the baggage. Mm. And today you may be holding on to your past, You may be holding on to your pain like a security blanket, but I wanna speak life over you. And I don't want you to just hear my words, but I want you to hear the words of a loving father in heaven who calls you by name and he calls you out of hiding, just like he did Gideon. He calls you out of the wilderness, just like he did Moses. And he knows your name and he knows your pain and he doesn't want you to stay in hiding. He wants to call you out into a place of wholeness, a place of healing, a place where you can authentically stand before God and those that love you and know that I don't have to hide any longer. I can walk in honesty and through my honesty and my transparency, I can find healing. We have to be willing to assess the things in our life. We have to be willing to come to our partner and open up the bags of our life and be honest about what's going on. Because honestly, all of us deal with the baggage in our life differently. I mean, we span the spectrum. In relationship, Rich and I couldn't be more different. We deal with things differently. And you know, there may be some people on one side of the spectrum that you are just so good at being self-righteous 
that you know every single thing that is in your partner's bag. Rich, I see that in you. I see that issue. You need to change that. You need to work on that. You've taken too long improving that. And you can be so good at knowing what your partner holds in their baggage, but so self-righteous about your Mm. own. So easy on yourself, so quick to understand your motivation, so quick to give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Friends, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 says, love covers a multitude of sins. And God is calling you to share the same grace that you receive for yourself with the one that you love. But then it spans the opposite side of the spectrum. And maybe instead of pointing out every single thing that your partner does, being so aware of their baggage, maybe you're unwilling Mm. to confront what is actually going on in your relationship. And so you see the baggage, but you're not gonna say anything. And you see the red flags and you see the destruction of your relationship. But there's an unwillingness, maybe it's a fear, to confront what is really going on in your relationship. But that's not authentic relationship. Authentic relationship is being able to come to the table and talk about what is really going on. Being able to assess, being able to address. I'm reminded of Galatians chapter six. It says, brothers, even if anyone is caught in a trespass, You don't know how to let go of that baggage. That baggage is ruling your life. It says, you who are spiritual, restore such a one. I wanna speak to the person who's having trouble. You're having trouble with confrontation. You're having trouble bringing the real issues of your relationship to the table. You are a restorer, not an ignorer. Mm. Don't turn a blind eye to what God wants to touch with his healing hands. Don't act like you don't see it because God wants to illuminate it with his light if you'll be willing to step into it. Mm. If you'll be willing to partner with his healing hands. God is able to do anything, but we have to be willing Mm. to assess and we have to be willing to address. I think that's really key for God to do what he wants to do in our relationships. I love it because we're talking about unpacking the baggage. Yeah. And we just want to keep saying over and over again that we all have We all baggage. have the baggage. Just because you started following Jesus yeah. doesn't mean that you don't need to go on the journey of being sanctified. No, that's such a lie to think that from the moment you give your life to Jesus that everything is going to be perfect. It's a journey. Home is a journey. Always. And he's telling us, come to me, all you who are weary, heavy, but I will be the one who will give you the rest. But we've got to go on the journey in, as couples to, to unpack this stuff. And listen, here's what I know. Until I address it, until I actually get it out in the open, yes, we'll never assess it. We'll never, never. ever evaluate it. Always stay hidden. And the thing with evaluation is, is that evaluation is how you grow. I love that idea that if I can't measure it, I can't manage it. Wow. And so many of us, we're not able to manage our relationships because we're not measuring the growth. We're not measuring the progress. We're not actually identifying the things that have been hidden. They just show up in these outbursts. And what I want to say to everybody out there today is that many times the reason why you're always going to an outburst is because you don't have an outlet. Mm. And the truth of the matter is that you want to create a home. You want to create a safe place. Yes. I want to create a safe environment for Dawn Sheree for her to address her baggage. And she needs to create a safe place for me to address my baggage so that together now we can have the compound effect of a solution to assess it together, to evaluate together. Once we create a safe place and have an outlet, the outbursts, they, they tend to decrease. They tend yes. to, 
They tend to go away. They don't tend not to happen so much. And so point number one to unpacking it is that, listen, until you address it, you'll never be able to assess it. But number two, Dontre, I think this is really important that we see this. If we're gonna unpack all this relationship baggage, we must remember that lack of boundaries create lack of respect. Mm. Man, this is something that I don't think is taught nearly enough. And we could do an entire collection on this concept around this thought of boundaries. We have to set up boundaries. You know, that little um, argument that Don Shree and I just dramatized to you about 10 minutes ago. I-, I want to encourage you. We don't fight like that in our house. But when I talk to people in our church and when I talk to my friends, sometimes that's the type of stuff that I hear that there's these massive outbursts where our voice is raised, where there's name calling, where there's threats. I'll tell you what, I'm leaving. Hey, I'll tell you what, I want a divorce. Can I just encourage all the, all the married people out there? I just want to pass you for a moment. Listen, you do not want to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Do not let the words divorce utter out of your mouth because the moment you let them out of your mouth, you give the enemy a foothold in your relationship. My parents, they've been married for over 40 years and they used to always joke, hey, uh, we have never considered divorce. Murder, we've thought about a couple times. It just always makes me laugh. What they're trying to say is they're trying to say, hey, we have problems, we have baggage, we have challenges, but we're gonna make sure that we have a boundary. We're gonna have a boundary around our tongue. We were in small group this past week with some of our friends and I love our VU crew and I won't say any names just to, to make sure that they continue to have the confidentiality that they have, but they were making us laugh because they were telling us stories about first year of marriage. And one couple told a story that in their first year of marriage, um, they got into a fight and uh, one of them began to really raise their voice, let the volume really, you know, get louder. That's the way that uh, many times she thought was appropriate when you had a romantic argument that you would just let your passion out and you would let your voice out. She, she's a preacher, really, is what she is. And she was shouting and the husband stopped and just looked at her, removed the emotion, just said, hey, we're not going to speak that way to each other ever under this roof. And he walked away from the conversation to let it deflate. And she was sharing the story and she just said, honestly, it was a pivotal life-changing moment for me because I stood there with all of these emotions, but my husband, he clarified what the foundation and what the tone, what the culture of this home is gonna look like. That when we disagree, this is not how we will behave. It was called a boundary moment. It was a line in the sand. One of the other couples shared a story just made me laugh that in the first year of marriage that the husband brought his wife a book. I don't know if this is smart or not. And the book was titled Humility. <laughs> that, 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 that to me is a savage move. I don't know if I can recommend that to anyone to give your spouse a book that says humility. That, that, that's really daring. I don't know if I can recommend that as a counselor. But either which way, both of these moments are, are, are boundary moments. I think sometimes in our relationships, when we hear the boundary word, we get really, really frustrated. We get really upset because we think the boundary is to keep us out. Meaning when Dontree sets up a boundary, hey, this is what I'll tolerate. This is what I won't tolerate. Sometimes I can feel like maybe she's pushing me away or that she's trying to keep me out. It's actually quite the opposite. She's not trying to keep me out. She's trying to keep me in. A boundary is a defense mechanism. A boundary is for your protection. It's to keep the bad things out. 
And the reason why so many relationships and the reason why so many individuals get attacked and get destroyed and get hurt is because they've never created healthy boundaries. You see, we forget as we go on the journey of relationships that healthy relationships are made up of healthy individuals. And I meet so many individuals who have never set up a boundary in their entire life. I just want to help you today that a lack of boundary will create a lack of respect in the home. Some of you, you're watching right now and as I'm preaching on this Valentine's Day, you're just rehearsing in your mind all the things that your spouse keeps on doing. Here's what I want to encourage you. When you start thinking boundaries, stop asking why they keep doing it. Start asking yourself, why do you keep allowing it? You get what you allow. Can I speak to all the couples that are dating right now, first year in a relationship? Yo, I want to give people room to grow. I'm so thankful that Don Shree gave me a lot of room to grow. I have grown a whole lot. Amen, Don Shree. Amen, I've grown a whole lot. Oh, there she goes. Okay, that's, that's a healthy spouse right there. Now she's saying that she's grown. But I'm saying I have had to grow. I've had to become. I wanna make sure that people get room to grow. Yeah. But at the very same time, I want everyone to hear what you were saying earlier, that when we get married, it's not just my baggage. It's, it's, it's the compound effect. Yes. Marriage doesn't solve your problems. It magnifies your problem. So some of you that are in dating relationships right now, this is the season to set up boundaries. This is the, the season right now as you're dating someone to say, yo, this is what I'll tolerate. This is what I won't tolerate. This is a line in the sand. Can, can I, let me just say it this way. No is a complete sentence. Oh, I need to hear you in the chat. Someone just put that word no in the chat. Just once again, we get so driven by our emotions that we find ourselves lowering our standards all along on the journey. And so after dating and lowering our standards, by the time we get married, we have brand new standards and they are way beneath the ones that we had ever sought out for our life. Mm. You have to learn the power of no. No, we're not gonna talk this way. No, we're not gonna behave this way. No, we're not gonna put God second. No, we're not gonna live our life simply for a profit. We're gonna live our life for a purpose. You have to learn the power of no. It is a complete sentence. And so many of the areas of of our relationship have grown is by simply saying no. Maybe you're watching right now, but going, if I say no, yo, my boyfriend is gonna get so upset. Listen to me, if someone gets upset that you set a boundary, it's more evidence that you need the boundary. If you're dating someone right now, especially those of you that are about to get married, like setting boundaries is healthy. Setting boundaries is you valuing yourself and it's saying, I'm gonna set the culture of my home. And we could do an entire collection and I could talk to you very practically about different boundaries we need to set up and that we should set up. But one I just want to try to really, really hit on right now is simply this this boundary of your tongue. You know, I love what James says. James chapter three, verse five. James says, see how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. Watch this. And the tongue is a fire. Your tongue is a fire, according to the brother of Jesus, James. The very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life. And it is set on fire by hell. I mean, this is strong language. James is saying, yo, your tongue has the same fire of hell in it. So how are you using that fire? 
If I could create one boundary for couples today on this Valentine's Sunday, it's to put a boundary. It's to put a muzzle on your tongue. Don't just say everything that comes to mind. Don't just speak out every feeling that you have. Feelings come and go. You're not a person of emotion. You're a person of devotion. You must begin to realize that you're gonna feel this way for a moment and you're gonna feel another way for another moment. Butterflies, they come and they go. They fly in and they fly out. If you can learn to put a boundary on your tongue, you will start to have the right fire in your relationship instead of the wrong fire in your relationship. Thinking it's Valentine's Day and everyone's like, yo, I wanna, I wanna get that special fire back. By the way, what, what are our plans tonight? What do you got? We gotta, you tell oh me. Oh my goodness, we, we gotta move some of this luggage first, girl. <laughs> hey, we want the fire of a relationship. We want the romantic fire. We do yeah. want the feelings. We do want the romance. Right. We just wanna make sure we don't have the wrong fire. Right. The wrong fire is set with your tongue. It's name calling, it's volume, it's hurtful things. Little kids grow up saying sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. How big of a lie is that? So many of us, the baggage we're carrying is from our childhood and it's from the words that we heard, someone name calling, someone labeling us. Listen to me, your spouse, your partner is to be the opposite. Your spouse, your partner, they're supposed to be your encourager. They're supposed to believe in you and inspire you. And you have to decide how will you use this weapon? Because the scripture says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks and the tongue has the power of life and death. I don't want to speak death over my relationship. I want to speak life and life more abundantly. I don't want to set the wrong fire, fire from hell. I want the right fire, romance. I want all the feels, all the emotions, but it begins when I create a boundary on this tongue. And as I create a boundary on this tongue, respect begins to be set in motion. Lack of boundaries will always create a lack of respect on Sheree. And when it comes to all of this baggage as we're unpacking it, yeah, I got to address it so I can assess it and evaluate it, but I'm going to need a healthy outlet. Maybe it's a therapist. By the way, just so you know, your pastors engage in therapy. Like, I think that's, just yes. to remove the stigma from that because it's a healthy outlet to, to remove the outbursts. Yes. But then, don't you, it's this idea of, of, of boundaries and setting culture and setting no, that's not who we are. That's not what we're going to tolerate. We're not going to be that way any longer. And as we set the boundary, respect begins to set into motion. But that's not the only thing we got to do. There's, there's really one more thing that's very important today. Right. I think boundaries then allow you to make the decisions that you need to make with clarity. And the last thing that we wanted to touch on today when it comes to unpacking that relational baggage is that in order for you to actually unpack it and for it to stay gone, is that you need to forgive to heal and you need to let go to grow. Mm. Forgive to heal, let go to grow. This isn't just a one-time decision. This is a daily decision. This is a when I wake up in the morning decision. This is this week, next week, 20 years from now, I'll still have the decision mm. to forgive in order to experience more healing. You may have been on a journey of therapy. You may have been on a journey of healing, but I wanna speak in faith to you that there's even more healing that awaits you, more than you could ever imagine as you choose daily 
to live in surrender, saying, God, I choose to forgive. You know, there's a scripture that I really think encapsulates what a healthy marriage looks like. I think if we adhered to this instruction, well, our, our marriages would go the distance. And that scripture is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. It says this, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. And it goes on to say this, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has always forgiven you. I wanna remind you today that if you're waiting for your spouse to take the first step because they need to apologize, I wanna let you know the first step has already been taken because Jesus decided to initiate relationship with you and He decided to forgive you so that you could respond with forgiveness towards those around you. Because He took the first step, it frees you up every single time to cross the chasm of miscommunication, of bitterness, of hurt, and to actually be a peacemaker, to not believe your feelings, but to step out in faith, to say, instead of standing on the foundation of my feelings, which is a lie, I'll stand on the foundation of forgiveness, the forgiveness that was paid for on Calvary 2,000 years ago that I never deserved His love, but He gave it. And because I've received His love, now my spirit is actually able and empowered to show supernatural love to those around me. It's so crazy how in life, often the people that we're the most familiar with, mm. we treat them the worst. Mm. We treat them like we wouldn't treat a complete stranger. We say things to them that we wouldn't say to someone that we had just met because we're familiar and we're comfortable. But God wants to change us from the inside out. He wants that change to flow from a place of deep forgiveness where we choose to forgive. I wanna ask you, when was the last time you made a decision, a conscious decision that God, I'm forgiving. I am, I am letting go of the baggage that I've carried. Mm. Doesn't mean that person deserves it doesn't mean they've earned it, doesn't even mean that they have apologized. All it means is that you have the power and the authority because of Jesus in you to release the baggage that has weighed you down for so long and to find an oasis in His presence good. that whispers to your heart, the journey's not over, there's more in front of you. And as I release the baggage, all of a sudden I'm able to fill that empty void mm. where the bitterness and the toxicity once lie. And I can fill it with things like peace. Good. I can fill it with love. But first you gotta let it go. You know, in my house, in our home, I have a basket and it's not a trash bag, something temporary that I just pull out from time to time. No, it's permanent. It stays right there in our room. And this basket is my giveaway basket because I wanna be in a permanent habit of letting go of things that I don't need any longer. And I think we come to a place in maturity in Christ where we go to the baggage of our life and, and we're honest, just like Ephesians said, and we look at that bitterness and we say, you know what? This doesn't belong here anymore. I have to let it go. And we give it away. We have to, we have to move to the things like, I love that word Ephesians says, clamor. 
Maybe you don't use that word very often. Clamor means a high-pitched, enthusiastic, uh, distracting conversation. You are, you are shouting. You, you are, it, it, it's, it's interrupting the normal flow of your life. Maybe you need to put away clamor. That high-pitched, antagonistic, disruptive conversation. Maybe you need to say, it's done. I'm getting rid of it. I'm getting it out of my house. No longer will I hide it and pull it out when I think I need it. I'm actually gonna get rid of it. I'm gonna replace it with the things that are of God. I think that this promise of God, this instruction of the Scriptures that tells us to put these things away that are hurting us and then to instead walk in peace in love and in forgiveness, just as Christ forgave us. Well, I believe it is the secret to us going the distance in our relationships, not being weighed down by the baggage of yesterday, but actually allowing ourselves to heal. And as we let go, what happens? You have room to grow. You know, when I buy my son's shoes, they're two and one years old, I always buy the shoes with a little space. My mom used to always say, I'm getting it with the room to grow. I get their clothes just a little big because I know I have full expectation Good. and faith that it is God's plan for yep. their life that they are going to grow, that they're not gonna stay the same as they are today. And in relationships, you can get really stagnant quick when you expect your partner to be the same person that they've always been. Let's give each other room to grow. Let's actually look at our spouse and speak life over yep. them of what they could become. Why don't we allow them to walk through changes? Right. Why don't we allow them to evolve in who the Holy Spirit has created them to be? I believe that in our relationships, it's not just about healing from the past, but it's about creating a room to grow. I'm not the same person I was when we got married at 22, thank God. I'm a different person. Rich is a different person. If I met him today, he would be a complete stranger. That's how different we both are. But so often we wanna box each other in. We wanna limit one another. No, create some room to grow today. Speak some faith, make some room, and watch God as He expands your relationship. So good, so good. Relationship baggage unpacked. It, it it has all these different functions and we could talk really for days and days because it's not just a simple concept. It's a big one that we go on this journey. And I'm thinking about the fact that you're stepping into your second trimester being yeah. pregnant. And even I think just today as we wake up, it's going, oh man, I'm, I'm feeling some new pain. Yes. And the new pains are a symptom of the fact that there is life growing on the inside of you. Yeah. Growing has pains attached to it. Doing the work to get healthy can it's be true. painful at times. But as we learn the art of forgiveness, forgiveness really isn't about the other person. Forgiveness is always about me. The idea that Jesus forgave us, that hurt him deeply. Yes. He went to the cross. His forgiveness wasn't just a sentence or a statement. There was pain attached to it. Yes. So I understand today that when Don Sheree chooses to forgive me, that that means that she's willing to absolve the pain of the moment, to walk through it, but she's letting it go in order to grow. Some of us right now, we're watching, you don't have any room for peace. Mm -mm. You don't have any room for joy. You don't have any room for self-control. You don't have any room for new passion. You don't have any room for a dream. You don't have any room for a vision. It's because you got so much baggage wearing on you. Sometimes it's amazing 
how things that are so complicated and so difficult yes. can go back to something so simple as, I'm sorry, I didn't clean the house. Um, I made a mistake. Sometimes, sometimes uh, my procrastination and my perfectionism gets the best of me and I didn't have enough time. And so I'm sorry, don't you? Would you forgive me? Yeah, I forgive you. And I, I'm sorry for accusing you of things and pulling up stuff from the past that we let go of a long time ago. I shouldn't have brought it back. We'd already dealt with that. I want to move forward in everything that God has. I, I, I want to move forward as well. You know, we, we, we're addressing this stuff and I got other stuff that I want to talk to you about and I'm working on it, but I don't think it belongs here because I'm addressing it. And so now we can talk about it. It's out in the open. Yeah. I'm not hiding this from you. Right. Um, you're not hiding it from me. I'm not. Let's put a boundary. I, this stuff doesn't belong in our bedroom. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't belong, belong on our here. bed. This is our place of intimacy. This is our life. And yeah. this is where, we, where, where everything's flowing from. The scripture says, above all else, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. I think you could say the same thing about a relationship. Guard your intimacy, guard your space because everything's gonna flow out of it. And so let's put a boundary. This stuff doesn't belong under the no. bed and hidden it. We should hang it up, Don Cherie. We okay. should, let's, let's hang up some of these hurts and let's, let's get these bags not being under the bed anymore. Let, let's bring them out into the open and yes. let's put them somewhere else. You see, sometimes we think in life that as I follow Jesus and as I go to church that somehow all of my baggage just disappears. Don't get me wrong. There are some things that do not belong in your life. There are some things that you have to refuse to tolerate. There are some things that are gonna destroy you if you don't get rid of them. But not all baggage is this thing that is gonna destroy you overnight. Some baggage, well, it's gonna be our journey. It's gonna be our journey of fighting back against the weakness. It's gonna always be a temptation. But I'm telling you what, if it's in hiding, I'm never gonna be able to grow. If it's in hiding, I can never address it and fix it. And so what I do is I bring it out into the open and I recognize where it is. You know, we travel a lot <laughs> and Daughtry knows this about me. I hate packing. Anybody out there hate packing? Yeah. Like when I pack, it takes me three days to pack. But if I'm being honest, when I come back from a trip, that three days of packing, well, it takes me 30 days to unpack it. Come on, anyone out there like that, right? <laughs> Take all this time to pack, but really the long part is to unpack it. So many times, I've always got a bag just in the closet full of stuff and I can't find it. Where's that thing at? Where, where, where did I put that? Don Shree will come to me and say, yo, it's, it's in your travel bag in the closet that you never, ever unpacked. And what I wanna bring hope to some people today is that just because you got some issues and just because you have some problems, it doesn't mean that you don't love God enough. Doesn't mean that you're disqualified. No, there, there's, there's things called struggles and there's things called challenges. And I think there's this thing called sanctification that following Jesus, it is a journey. And we're getting better and we're getting healthier. But I start with coming into the light and I start with saying, you know what, this stuff, I can't keep it hidden anymore. I gotta start to unpack it. As I unpack it, I put a boundary. Yeah. So Don Cherie, she comes back to the bedroom now. And as she comes back to the bed and as she's in our place of intimacy and as she is in this space that our relationship is flowing, now all of a sudden we're here in this place and it's not so messy. It's not that we don't have any problems. It's not yeah. that we don't have any mess. We just know where that stuff is. Right. We just know that there's a boundary, that it's in the closet. It belongs where it's at. It's not, it's not hiding anymore. Right. We're, we're dealing with it. Yes. And as we begin to deal with it, certain things on the journey, we say, all right, that can't stay any longer. Can't. I'm getting rid of that. I'm, I'm, I'm moving that out once right. and for all. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to choose to forgive. Yes. There's always going to be some level of baggage. There's always going to be some new journey and some new challenge. But I wonder today, can you have the strength on this Valentine's Sunday as a couple and as a relationship to reach under the bed, to pull it out, 
sort through it, to say, you know what? I like that. I like that Netflix show. This doesn't spark joy. Yeah, it doesn't spark joy. And it's not normal. You know, when I think about all the things that the world says is normal, they say there's a place in your heart for bitterness. There's a place in your heart for jealousy, that that's just normal. But friends, normal only leads to brokenness. You don't want normal. God's got extraordinary for you. But we have to be willing to assess, to address, to set boundaries, to forgive, and to give room to grow. And all of a sudden, we start to look back at our life and it's not perfect, but it's cleaning up. It's not that we don't have messes, it's just that we're learning how to manage the mess. Yeah. We're learning that God takes mess He does greatness. He takes our messes and honestly, He gives us a message. So much of our journey, DC and I, we're just committed to growing. We're committed to going on the journey. We don't have a perfect marriage, but we're committed to having a great marriage. Yes. He said, but Rich, where do I start? Well, you start with Jesus. Because Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Some of us today, we have faith, but we're not walking free. Some of us, we've given Jesus our heart, but this is a great Sunday on Valentine's Sunday to give Him all of your baggage, to expose it, to be honest with it, to bring it into the light. If you don't deal with it now, it's just gonna have a compound effect on the ones that you love. You know, we could have added to the illustration, we could have our kids here. It's funny. Hey, kids, carry my baggage. They're gonna carry it until you deal with it. Mm. I travel a lot. These days when you go to the airport, have you noticed they put all these extra fees for checked bags? That's gonna cost you this and that's gonna cost you that. These days when you try to travel, you try to put everything into one little carry-on bag. I think a lot of us today, we think that all of this baggage that we have, that somehow giving it to Jesus is gonna cost us so much. It's the opposite with Jesus. Checked bags, are always free. Today, He's inviting you. Check your luggage with me. Check your weight with me. Check your baggage with me. I will carry it. Hang up your hangups on the cross. Hang up your hurts on Jesus. Cast all your anxiety on Him, for He cares for you. I don't know who's watching this. Listen, the center of our relationship and the center of your relationship needs to be Jesus. He's a firm foundation. He's the one who gives us strength to expose our shame. He's the one who gives us guidelines, who gives us rules, who gives us a a picture and a vision of what the boundaries should even begin to look like in our relationship. And He is the one that when I don't feel like forgiving, always gives me the strength and the endurance to forgive again. You wanna ask me what the greatest piece of advice I could say to you after 14 years of marriage and close to 20 years of hanging out with the same girl, this year it's 20 years. I'll tell you what it is. It's this one word, forgive, forgive, forgive. You gotta forgive. You gotta let go to grow. You gotta endure and walk through it together. And you'll never have that type of capacity forgiveness if you haven't first received Jesus' forgiveness. So today, wherever you're at on this Valentine's Sunday, I hope you got plans. We got some good plans. I hope you got something romantic planned if you're married, if you're single and ready to mingle. I hope someone's asking you out. Or if you're single, you got no one to ask you out. I hope that you're taking this talk today and you're evaluating where's the baggage in your life. We all got some work to do. But before we get to any of that, I just wonder if you're watching and you don't know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, this just becomes a self-help talk. But the moment you know Jesus, this becomes, well, this becomes fuel for your future. This becomes 
This becomes the ability to fight back against the baggage you've been carrying for so long. And so with your head bowed and your eyes closed, I just wonder, do you know him today? Do you know Jesus today? It's really simple. He just says, come and I'll give you rest. Can you lay your bags down once and for all at the foot of the cross? Hang up your hangups at the cross of Jesus Christ. Scripture says, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth and you shall be saved. Today, Jesus, I'm praying for all my friends that are watching. Anyone that doesn't know you, I pray that right now, God, you'd give them the strength to surrender. Surrender, Lord. May we not just believe in you. May we surrender our lives over to you. I pray for every couple and every relationship, every marriage, Lord, all the families that are a part of Voo Church, that today, Lord, you give them strength, God, to put their trust in you. Lord, for anybody who doesn't know you today, I pray that they would just pray this simple prayer. Pray this, say, dear Jesus, today I surrender. I give you my life. I give you all of my excess baggage. Forgive me. Lord, I receive your love. I believe you are who you said that you are. Today, I'm putting my trust in you. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, can we put our hands together? Can we thank God for everybody who's just now praying that prayer, surrendering their life to Jesus? Can we pray for every couple right now that's getting new vision, new stamina, new endurance? How do you build a healthy church? You build it off a healthy family. We believe in your relationship. We believe in your marriages. We believe in your future. If you just pray that prayer for the first time, I want you to text the word decided right now to 786-755-3737. Don Tree and I want to send you an email. I want to send you some resources to help you on your journey of faith. We believe in you. Yes. We believe the best really is yet to come. We love you, church. Yes. We believe God's love got great you. things in store for your relationship. Happy Valentine's Day. The best is yet to come. God love bless. You. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. It helps so much. For more content from Vu and to connect with us, go to vuchurch.com. We love you. The best is yet to come.